Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 25 The Deadlands and the Undying Horde. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and welcome to the Levitating Platter. <laughs> And welcome to another in-between week episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests. As you may recall from two weeks ago when I had the split vote, I promised everyone that we would do a lore episode. And I know that we have been covering a number of the different deities that exist within my homebrew setting, the world of Harmony. And I wanted to try and do something a little different. I wanted to maybe start boiling down some concrete places and groups that exist within my homeworld. Maybe see if this is the kind of content that you're looking for, rather than having me go through every deity combination in the book. So, I came up with a really cool concept of what a lich might do if they had hold of a barbarian horde. And what kind of untold, unchecked power, what kind of threat would this entity hold? In this episode, I hope to give you a brief explanation of the Deadlands, which is an area of one of my continents called Erda. It's the continent primarily that my home game is played on, but they haven't explored this particular part of the continent because it's way on the northeastern side of the continent, and they're primarily centered in the central part of the continent. There's a gigantic mountain range that divides the continent as a whole called the Iron Spear Mountains, and the Deadlands rest far beyond to the north and east of the Iron Spear Mountains. So in this episode, I hope to give you that breakdown of the Deadlands, what kind of biome terrain it is, and then, of course, I would like to give you a history of the Undying Horde. Where did they come from, who were they before, and what are they now? So without further ado, let's learn about the Deadlands and the Undying Horde. The Deadlands. There is a lich named Nadira who dwells in the Deadlands in her Wizard's Tower stronghold. And the Deadlands are overgrown by decaying tundras, forests, swamps, and smaller mountains. She was content to remain in exile, conducting her experiments and seeking her answers until the Cinebaldan marauders appeared. 
and now she is in control of an undead barbarian tribe. This lich is hunting for knowledge on a powerful artifact from the Kantu Umbra, the Shadowfell, in order to command and subjugate death and the control of souls. This lich is only interested in restoring her lover. Every attempt has failed because their soul is resting with their god, and she wants them back, even if it means doing the unspeakable. If she were to succeed, she would essentially gain godhood in the Kantu Vita, the mortal world, and upset the delicate balance that's commanded by Opsia and Gok. Dira, way back when, in probably the early part of the Caesarea, or maybe even pre-Caesarea, when she originally set up there, built her tower as a stronghold, and then as the Caesarea went on, she eventually gained lichdom, and as a result of that power, it slowly polluted and corrupted the rest of the land, turning it into death. And so that's obviously why that part of the continent is called the Deadlands. And I haven't had a chance to fully flesh this part of the world out, obviously, because my players haven't gotten there. But I do have it in the back of my mind that this could potentially become a very troublesome item if it's not dealt with at some point. The Undying Horde. After the Caesarea, the ancient human kingdom of Cinnabald was no more. It's a mystery of what truly caused them to devolve as a kingdom, but those who did not remain behind to try and rebuild were driven to raiding and barbarism. These refugees of the bloody universal war soon found themselves as a formidable tribe of violence and conquest called the Children of Blood. They saw themselves born anew from the conflict and saw futility in returning to the ways of civilization. The collapse of Cinnabald was a prophecy of their champion Mord, a man who became a god. He told them that man was not meant to be governed by arbitrary law, but only the laws of nature, of might, of power. They no longer regarded the wisdom of Surus or Amethyn, nor the guidance of Kare, for Mord had been their champion on the battlefields of the Caesarea, and Sria, the Valkyrie, his bride, charged into battle and carried those victorious dead with her to bolster the fight and lead them to victory and to glory in the next life. Mord, a high-level fighter, and Sria, a high-level cleric, were once real people who had fought for Cinnabal during the Caesarea, but their legend had been conflated and misconstrued to help form the ethos of the Children of Blood. The children showed no mercy against dwarves, dragonborn elves, or their former kin. As towns kept getting repeatedly ransacked, a coalition was formed to drive the roving barbarians off of the continent of Erda for good, or to wipe them out completely. Sensing the tides turning against them, the Children of Blood pushed out to the extreme northeastern portions of the continent. They soon found themselves trespassing upon the domain of a lich named Nadira. Soon after their arrival, seeing that death was in the very air of these lands, they marched on her tower and laid siege. An attempt was made to storm her stronghold. However, most of the tribe were then turned into necrotic servants of Nadira, as she calmly walked down her tower stairs, blasting necrotic energy and absorbing souls into her phylactery. When she emerged from her tower with her undead servitors in marching ranks, the siege was halted, as those children of blood who did not die fell down in worship. None of the Children of Blood had arcane knowledge. Only those few shamans who claimed to be communing with Mord and Shriya the Valkyrie had any indication of what divine magic would be. Truly, this display 
was another prophecy fulfilled of the return of Sriya the Valkyrie, who was going to lead them into their next age of global conquest to free all men from the subjugation of civilization. She strode forth and bore the warriors aloft, for they arose again and could not be taken by death. Surprised and amused, Nadira accepted the pledge of their service toward her. Nadira spoke with the shamans and elders of the tribe to learn about their history and their belief that she was their Shriya the Valkyrie, that Mord was their man made into God. Shriya the Valkyrie, his bride, used great power to raise the dead, carry the fallen with her to victory and the glory of eternal life. Nadira, being intelligent and clever, decreed that the children of blood would be reborn through her to become the Undying Horde. And to this day, Nadira continues to grow and strengthen the tribe. Anyone who dies in the tribe or any invaders who come and are killed are raised in undeath to serve the Horde. There are long invisible family lineages that exist as living members can see and interact with their dead forebears to a degree. All the undead only answer to Sriya, the Valkyrie, to Nadira. And she explains to her disciples that this is because they rest in her and are sustained by her. All those born into the Horde will die into the Horde, and they shall all arise in victory. Nadira is working to build up her army to lead an invasion into the Kantu Umbra in order to find the artifact that would allow her to control death and become its master in Kantu Vita. The Undying Horde, in their worship of her, ask her, they beg her, to lead them on a campaign to take control of the world. She promises them that they will do this when they have taken the artifact from those gods who would rule over the domain of death, Opsia and Golk. Through her, death will not be bound to the whims of civilization of those gods who would see the Horde not see their triumph. No, Sriya the Valkyrie would carry death and through death bring the world to new life. And so, the Undying Horde buys its time, waiting, watching. They lord over a gray and desolate landscape, and those who journey to the Deadlands never return, for they join the Horde to become one of Sriya's own. And Adira has been patient enough to wait for the moment to march on Kanto Umbra. With the artifact in hand, she would command death and bring them all back, all the souls from Kanto Anima, all the souls in Kanto Phasma, no longer a journey of purgatory. All the souls of Limbo. No more future fodder for the devils below. No souls for the Kantikum, the son of creation. No slaves for the dissonant. She would do it all to bring her lover back. Then the Horde could have the world. She wouldn't need anything after that. And yeah, that's what I've written up so far for the Undying Horde. So basically, I like to think of the Children of Blood as kind of being like Germanic tribes, since Cinnabald basically rested in the center of the continent in what's called now the Shepherd Hills. It's a loose confederation of these small towns, and most of these small towns used to be ancient Cinnabaldan cities, and over time they've just kind of fallen apart, have had to rebuild. And so those ancient Cinnabaldans who didn't want to return to civilization, eventually became the children of blood. And they paved their path in blood across the continent. And eventually, that's what, again, spurred them being ejected from the center of the continent and forcing their move up to the northeast, which ultimately led them to become servitors of a lich, who are now an undying horde 
And I kind of like this idea of seeing a mixture of life and undeath in an otherwise gray and strange place. So yeah, I just wanted to share this homebrew idea that I had of a region and of a particular group of barbarians who worship a lich, basically, and are slowly becoming a sizable, formidable army of undeath that if they're not dealt with at some point in the future, they're going to storm the Shadowfell, grab the artifact of death, and then come back to the mortal world and run amok. Maybe that gives you some ideas for your campaigns. And you'll be able to tell me if this is something you'd like to incorporate in your game or modify it for yours. And yeah, hopefully someday I can unleash it on my home game that I run now, or maybe it's something to save. So with that, I want to conclude this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope that this content was exciting. Thanks for listening to this episode. I'm excited to edit and bring the next guest episode to you. So until then, be safe, be well, and watch out. For the Undying Horde. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and Side Quests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Overcast, or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, https colon forward slash forward slash sidekicksandsidequests.com for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the podcast. To stay up to date and share your fan creations, you can like and follow the podcast on social media by searching for at Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. The podcast is also on Reddit, so join our subreddit community at r slash Podcast to share your art, stories, discussions, and commentary. If you'd like to hail the bard, send an email to sidekicksandsidequests, all one word, at gmail.com. I ask that you please leave an honest review on iTunes to help spread the word about the show. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four! Oh! Psychics, psycho!